0: Hi, this is Mary O'Haron for Esoterica, a short feature that delves into the realm of extraordinary dimensions. I want to tell you an astrological coming-out story. It was in the Webster Groves bookstore of St. Louis, Missouri. I, I had my first aha encounter with astrology at age 10. It was a corner store whose small, cozy front belied the deep hollow of books inside. It had rough pine paneling and soft olive green paint. Elegant mobiles spinning quietly. Blue-ribbon, pumpkin-sized rice paper lanterns hung from the ceiling. A cool, smooth, tiled floor and a jumbled floor plan that invited exploration like leggy geography. It smelled of pine, cinnamon, and unopened books. It was my favorite place in staid, picketed, picture-perfect Webster Groves. It was there I bought my first books on the divinatory arts. Astrological sun signs and 10,000 dream symbols. A good friend reminded me last year, remarking I was the only kid in fourth grade who owned a dream encyclopedia. The astrology book was coffee table size with beautiful graphics, ancient and modern, and a chapter connecting astrology and astronomy. That was probably what set the hook for me. It took years and a string of formative experience to fuse astrology, the myths and fairy tales I read endlessly, with dreams, yoga, and my core spiritual beliefs. Some of those experiences were a Jungian dream group after school in a congregational church at age 15, counseling in my late teens with a Freudian therapist, the deaths of several friends, and how that navigated me to a BA in religious studies through a death and dying class. The culmination of this fusion, appropriately at my 29th year old Saturn return, was a nine-month, one-day-a-week course at the Mother Peace Institute in Berkeley, California. It was called Female Shamanic Healing Arts, and one-third of the curriculum was astrology. We had a 50-book syllabus, and nurses getting CEUs made up half of the student body, ranging in age from mid-20s to mid-60s. Vicki Noble, the founder a Triple Aries, let us know clearly it was not shamanic training, and we were not to use that title when we graduated. I liked calling it goddess boot camp, but I drank deeply with awe and gratitude as I felt myself coalescing. Rather than sending me out into distant galaxies and new age la-la land, my experience out west grounded me solidly in my practical earthiness, and for the first time I knew bone deep I was a salt of the earth Midwesterner, despite my esoteric interests. After graduation in June of 1990, on my journey back to the Midwest, and my then-husband running an organic farm. In a truck stop in New Mexico, I plucked a book from a round metal stand that appeared to be about divinatory arts. How fun, in a truck stop. In two seconds, my fluffy, expanded West Coast aura went into full clampdown as I realized it was a warning to us good Christians on the insidious, smarmy, alluring evils of the New Age. But I'm a child of God, the light and the dark. I stood my ground, and I took the warning inversely to protect myself against those who still only believed in the little god of the Old Testament as I headed straight into the Bible Belt. It didn't stop me from buying astrology books, an ephemeris, and a program for my computer. But I stayed low and kept it to my inner circle for the next nine years. In 1999, I picked up another book in the Cambridge, Massachusetts Public Library while I was in acupuncture school studying the elements from another tradition. The book was called Dancing Naked in the Mindfield, a book of anecdotal essays by Kerry Mullis, who had won a Nobel Prize a few years earlier in math and physics. He was witty and engaging, and had a long chapter on how he came to conclude that astrology was a grossly underutilized, valid social science thrown out by the Catholic Church because it contained too much knowledge. My left brain breathed a great sigh of relief. Mr. Mullis became one of my cognitive heroes, and citing his chapter on astrology became one of my flags as I ventured out into the public realm with my love of astrology. Carey Mullis was a modern scientist, and I loved him for his unfettered powers of observation and open-mindedness. As I continue in my own quest to merge the everyday with divine truth, the left brain and right brain, The Intuition and Perceptions with the Abstract Rational Realm, I leave you with a favorite quote from the existential, mystical writer Isaac Bashevis Singer. When asked if he believed in free will, he answered without hesitation, Of course, I have no choice.